When Jesus's feet touched the sand of this earth, he drew a line in that sand. And you and I have a choice about which side of that line we're going to stand on. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about tonight. And we're also going to talk about how to get on the side of the line that Jesus is on. And joining us this evening is Aaron Kirby from a band from Spartanburg, South Carolina, known as Saving Darkness. sponsor charleston koa holiday campground for letting us have a place to stay and putting us up if you guys need a place to stay give them a call 843-797-1045 and you do not want to miss this awesome event so make sure to scan the qr code at the bottom of your screen to get your tickets today all right guys we look forward to seeing you at the hanahan amphitheater on may 13th see you there Woo! bye that's right. You can get your tickets today for Get Revelation Rock Fest 2023, Saturday, May 13th, Hanahan Amphitheater. You can get your tickets at lithoscry.com. That's L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y.com. Or later on, in just a few moments, after we play the first track from Saving Darkness, you're going to see a QR code down at the bottom of my screen. And if you're with a friend or family member and they've got a phone, go ahead and scan that QR code and that will take you directly to our Eventbrite page. Well, we're not going to hold back any longer. This track that you're about to listen to is entitled On My Side by Saving Darkness from guess where? Spartanburg, South Carolina.
that that ends welcome to raven's heart man that whole track is just amazing and it's so good to have a fellow south carolinian on with us tonight from spartanburg south carolina aaron kirby from saving darkness what's going on man i'm, I'm it, glad to be here <laughs> glad to have you here and we got the comments rolling in um tlt is tuned in tonight we've got christopher shelton he says yeah boy and we also have tiffany and she says hey friends we love saving darkness and then we've got uh my wife deb she is uh enjoying the conversation and hey you can join the conversation tonight as we talk about some heavy meat uh this is strong music with with strong lyrical content and really what i consider from the word strong meat and i kind of want to dive into that and get aaron's take on some things here you know the question in this song that we just listened to is are you on my side and i don't think we're talking about 
whether or not somebody's a Gamecocks or a Clemson fan. <laughs> no, no. Even though that is hotly debated and a hot topic in South Carolina. But you're talking about being on the side of Jesus. Yeah. Why is it so important for somebody to be on the side of Jesus? Why is that such an essential thing? Well, in my opinion, and going in with the song, in a world full of hopelessness and despair, we don't really have anything to look forward to a lot of the times, um, especially since the pandemic. Um, we can't trust the government. We can't trust in what tomorrow holds. So the question is, you know, how do we have hope? And to answer that, it's it's Jesus. You know, uh, he's there for you with arms wide open, wanting to love you and have a relationship with you. There's no strings attached. You know, it's not a scam. He wants to guide you through this crazy world we're living in. So, you know, why not choose him, you know? Yeah. That is so simply and so beautifully put. And my wife and I, we were actually talking about this this afternoon uh, before I came up here to the studio, that the world is just filled with hate right now, that it's just a doggy dog world. And you're right. The things to look forward to, people just aren't looking forward to much anymore. And what Aaron's talking about and what you're hearing about in this song, this song is just so real. And that's because what we're talking about is so real. We're not talking about storybook make-believe Jesus. We're talking about the real Jesus, the real Jesus that came and died for our sins and rose from the grave and still speaks to us and guides us today. I would not be on here. I've said this before. I would not be on here if I did not believe what I was talking about, and if I had not experienced Jesus firsthand myself. You know, and I'm sure that there's going to be somebody who's either watching right now or going to be listening on the replay on YouTube or the audio version of the podcast that is what I would consider to be the fence rider. They're just kind of in the middle. They're like, yeah, well, I think maybe Jesus might be the right way, but I'm not so sure. So I'm just going to try to play it safe right here you know, sitting on the fence in the middle, just going to, just going to see what happens. What would you say to somebody who's sitting on the fence right now, Aaron, about making that decision to cross the line that Jesus drew drew in the sand? Well, I mean, I would say if you're on the fence, like, I, I hope this isn't controversial. Like I understand Um, it's, it's hard, you know, and it's not a great uh, time for Christians right now. You know, uh, there's there's hate on both sides, you know, and Christians have not made it better. Um, and like what we were you were saying a second ago, you know, with knowing the real Jesus, not who we've put in our heads, who we've sat down and went, well, I don't like that. So, you know, Jesus doesn't like that, you know. Um, so I, I would say I, I understand what's going on with a lot of people on the fence. Um and you've got a world which is so predictable telling you to go one way and whatever road you want to take, you know, on, on that side. And you still don't know what to do. You still feel depressed. You still are unhappy with life you're, that you're living in. And Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth and life. And I can take all that all away and heal you from it. I can make your life better. So, you know, for the people who are on the fence, you know, why not choose that, you know? And yeah. like I said, it, it's hard for Christians right now. Um, I mean, it's, it has been for a long time now. It is harder than it has ever been, you know? Yeah. You know, Aaron, this, for, for those that are listening and watching right now, this is the first time I've, even though we're in South Carolina, the first time that I've actually met Aaron, yeah. he, um, he was able to log in just a few minutes before we started the show. And Aaron, I just want to say, I love your spirit the spirit about you. I mean, in, in the music, it's just like, you know, it's just like intense, you know, I'm like expecting like maybe something like Randy Macho Man Savage or, or Hulk Hogan or something like that. <laughs> just, just so sweetly putting out the truth. It's so refreshing to hear that, the, the, what, what you're saying and, you know, just where your heart is and where it's coming from. It's, it's very touching. And I want to encourage you just to to stay that way, just continue to press into Jesus with what you're doing. And, you know, I believe a lot of people are going to be affected by your ministry and what you're doing by you just being you. It's, it's so beautiful. 
And I love what you said just a few minutes ago about the controversy, because I, I, I do want to bring up something controversial, because you can't talk about drawing lines in the sand without being controversial. Right. There's a lot of sides that Christians are saying that you need to take today, whether it be a political side, whether or not you got the jab or didn't get the jab, and we have to keep it that way so we don't get kicked off of YouTube, or you know whether or not you are with the, you know you're, you're this version of the Bible, that version of the Bible, and they make a really big deal about it, and sometimes they're very vehement about it. Um, in your opinion, and I, I just want your take on this, do you think in some ways we've gotten kind of mixed up a little bit with taking sides and losing focus of the simplicity of following Jesus and getting involved in, you know, trying to get people to think a certain way about a certain thing? Of course. Um, I think that somewhere along time, um, we just started to become enemies of one another and our enemy is not flesh and blood, you know, um, I think a lot of the times we're focused on things that he's already taken care of. You know, he gave us a road match, which is, you know, the word and he he's guiding us through what, you know, we're going through right now. But I feel like it's almost not enough for people, you know, uh, or Christians that we tend to, you know, want more. Well, this doesn't have enough drama. This doesn't have, you know, enough aggression. Um, and we go, well, like I said, I was saying a second ago, you know, that we think that, oh, well, this is what Jesus wants. And he's already told us what he wanted. And that was even like you saying those kind words a second ago, you know, I, I want to show love. I think that that's the main thing that is that has been wrong with a lot of Christians lately is we're not showing love, man. We're yeah. we're following confusion. We're following hatred. You know, we can't even, you know, sometimes get our temper under control. Um, but yeah, I, I do. I, um, I think we're fighting the wrong battle, man. Yes. 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 Tiffany says better to be caught with the savior than without not promised tomorrow. Yes. That is so true. There yes. is no guarantee, no guarantee that we're going to have a Raven's heart next week. No, no it's, it's just that way. And we're coming closer and closer. And Hey, I want to encourage our viewers that are our regular viewers Please share this edition on Facebook. Just go ahead and share it. And if you have a YouTube channel, share it. What's being said tonight is what needs to be said. And, and the spirit behind it is just so beautiful. And people, this is what they need to hear. There's a hungry world out there. And I just don't want us to keep this to ourselves tonight. So please share this. Share this with friends. Share it with family. Share it on your Facebook timeline. Go ahead and do that. Post it wherever. Um, so that they can hear just the simplicity of just follow Jesus. And you know what? I really believe that when you follow Jesus, all of these other issues that we all get all worked up about, they all kind of fall in line. Yeah, I, I just, totally agree. Yeah, it, it just it just works itself out, you know? Um, it's just the world is so messed up right now. And it's, you know, the Bible says, and it promises this, Aaron, it promises that it's not really going to get any better. <laughs> and and I think that's the thing, um, in addition to that, you know, it, it's not going to get better. So when we hear all these things about, you know, well, you know, God's going to do all these things and, and he is going to do a lot of things towards, you know, and I, I don't, I, I believe we're in the end of times. Um, I mean, I, I can't be fully, you know, sure because you know i'm i'm not god but um i do think it's getting worse by day um but i think that it it it's just crazy man it is it is you know and and really it's a both and um you know because like when you take a look at the book of acts and you take a look at the book of joel where where god does promise an end time harvest you know with the outpouring of the holy spirit talks about all these wonderful things. And then you read about all the other things going on, the blood, the fire, the pillars of smoke. And then Jesus talks about the persecution um, that, you know, all of this is all going on at the same time in our minds. We kind of separate that out. Oh, we're going to have good times. We're going to have bad times. And really historically, Aaron, when you look and, and you might've seen this as well, historically it's when the church has been persecuted and the world has been upside down, that the church has grown both in size and in strength. Well, we don't want to go through the hard times. You know, we want to go into service, have a great service, come out of church and, you know, 
think the devil's not going to attack you, you know? <laughs> um, and, and, and to me, if it's, if it's that way, then I, I really don't know what you're serving because, you know, even, you know, the devil himself tempted Jesus, you know, and, yes. um, I, I guess, I, I guess that's the thing is I don't, I don't understand the, um, logic behind, you know, well, everything's just going to be good. Like it, it's going to get worse, you know, and when it gets worse, you know, God just shows up and shows out like straight up. He does, you know, maybe, and this is just my conjecture, maybe, maybe the bad and the darkness, because you take a look at Isaiah chapter 60 uh, verses one through six, I believe where it says, rise, shine for thy light is coming. The glory of the Lord has risen upon thee. And darkness covers the earth and a gross darkness, the people. And maybe it's that darkness and the tribulation that serves as a backdrop for God's goodness. Yeah. You know, but it, it very well could be um, because, you know, unless things, if everything was all right, man, and everything was hunky dory and everybody's just like, Hey man, life is good. They're not going to see their need for Jesus. No, if, if life's going the way it needs to, I mean, you know, what, what more do you need? You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I kind of look back at my days before I was born again, look back, it's like, man, those were, you know, some of those were easy days, you know, <laughs> really easy days. Cause I was ignorant. <laughs> I was totally ignorant just right. in my own world. Yeah. Just in my own world. But just before I got saved, man, God turned my world upside down. Yeah. You had the same thing. Yeah. When, uh, when you, give your life to God and you get it, you know, when that, it's almost like, you know, when that light bulb just clicks, like that's just it. And it just takes off, you know, like you don't, you don't want to do the things that you did, you know, and I know we're tempted. I know that um, we, you know, fall short, you know, but I, God is there with you, you know, as you go through those things and it, it brings you under that, you know, it's almost like a blanket, you know, with the Holy spirit, like mm. it's almost like a blanket that when you went through these things in the past, you um, were going through it alone. And then when you, you know, get with Jesus, it, it's just there, man. There's somebody to help you guide you through it. Yeah. You have that covering the covering yeah. of the love of the Holy spirit when you're going through those things. Wow. So much we can talk about with that. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could, we could go on forever and, and we just might do that eventually. But you know, I want to talk about the band name for a minute, because, you know, just looking at it on the surface, it takes some critical thinking skills to figure this one out because, you know, I can just think if I was like, you know, 14 or 13, I'm like, mom, I want to go buy a saving darkness CD. She'd be like, no, it's got darkness in it, you know? Um, but that's not what you're talking about. You're not talking about darkness saving you or salvation and darkness. So I need to know what it is exactly that you're talking. I know what you're not talking about, but can you share with us what it does mean? Of course. Um, I um I don't know if uh, we were actually going to get on this topic. I had um joined the band last year, um uh, once I moved to Spartanburg, and you know they were already, you know, doing their thing as Saving Darkness and all. Um, so the name was already picked. Um, but what Saving Darkness means to me, and I know the guys would agree. Um, saving darkness means that we are bringing a light to push the darkness away. Um, our goal is to lead people out of darkness. Um, and, it, and it's sort of funny saying that uh, a second ago about, you know, hey, mom, I want to buy saving darkness. <laughs> um, almost everybody that I've come in contact with, I said, yeah, I'm in a band. Oh, what's the name of your band? Saving Darkness? Christian band? Yeah. Like, it, and it just clicks. And it's yeah. like, Cause I, I have thought about that before. I was like, you know, what if, you know, somebody gets the wrong press, but almost everybody that I've spoken to is like Christian band. Yes. <laughs> there you go. You know, it, it really does. It leaves for that. You have to think about it. Yeah. You know, you, you really do. And that's good. Uh, it makes people think it's not just, we're so used to just glazing over the surface. I mean, really in a lot of ways, we're an illiterate society. We don't know how to read and we don't know how to, 
interpret things very well. I think that art has been kind of lost. So when I, when I saw your name, I was like, okay, how does this work? And I was like, Oh, I got it. You know, it, it took me, it took me a brief moment. And Tiffany's got a comment, a very astute comment on darkness and temptation. As we're talking about darkness, she says, darkness and temptation is definitely used to move people deeper. Temptation should increase our dependency on the only answer and the only way who is Jesus. Yeah. Sin and darkness will take you farther than you want to go. Yeah. It, it will. Yeah. You know, would you say, Aaron, that those things like, and Tiffany, you can weigh in again too, and anybody else who's got a comment on this, this is open, open discussion tonight. Um, would you say that maybe temptation, the temptation of sin and darkness are some of those things that God uses us to push us, to prune us and to grow us in some ways? Not that we succumb to it, but that we have to deal with it. Uh, of course. Um, I think that's how we grow. You know, I think that's how we grow as Christians. We, um, God doesn't want you to fail. Um, I don't think he just puts it in front of you and just goes, you know, uh, He's going to struggle with this, so, you know, we're going to watch him, you know, suffer. I think he puts you through trials and sometimes tribulations mm -hmm. to grow your faith, to um, grow your walk with him, um, to just everything, you know? Yeah, yeah. And one of the things that I've learned as a believer, you know, I look back at when I was first saved <clears throat> a couple decades ago, um, you know, I struggled with the basic fleshly things. And we don't need to go through the laundry list of that right now, but you know, just the basic stuff. Okay. And it was a struggle and I was delivered of those things. Yeah. And now that I've progressed in my walk, those things aren't as much of an issue, but now I'm dealing with different things that I did not know were in my heart. And in a lot of ways, um, it's like God's brought me to different places. He's like, okay, I want you to do this and I want you to go there. And I'm going to be honest with you. I had no idea that I dealt with anxiety. I didn't even think about it. That's how deeply rooted it was in me until God asked me to do stuff. And I started to obey. And I'm in these areas like, okay, how is this going to work? And I start feeling anxious and it just, just wraps up. And, you know, I had, I had um, some people at church pray over me and, really the release from that spirit of fear and anxiety. And I was like, Oh wow, that really is a spirit that gets a hold of you. And I didn't realize that I was dealing with that um, at all. H have you been in that situation where, you know, you start to realize, Oh my goodness, there's other things here that I didn't even think about. Oh yeah. Um, I was um, always one of the loud ones in the room. Um, and I can tell by, my boys. Um, <laughs> I, I was always pretty outspoken. Um, I was always pretty, you know, there. Uh, sorry, the light messed me up. It's okay. Um, a little so, darkness. <laughs> yeah, a little darkness. <laughs> um, add a little bit of flavor to it. Um, so, yeah. Um, I, um, I, I was always, you know, wanting to make people laugh. I was always, you know, wanting to just be upfront, you know, as much as I could. And then uh, God spoke to me one day and he was like, you know, I'm going to use that. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then he said, you're going to start preaching. And I was like, wow. oh, no. <laughs> I was like, no. I was like, I don't know about it. I said, I can make jokes. I can't I can't do that. Yeah. And uh, we were in church service and I um, preached and I cried. And this was when I was a teenager. I cried like a baby. It maybe was um, like an eight minute sermon. And my like you were saying, my anxiety just went through the roof. And that really humbled me. Like mm -hmm. I, I, um, I've been there, man. And now it's easier, you know, and there's going to be another thing in the future. I'm, I'm very sure of it, you know, as we grow with him, you know, but yeah, I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. And Tiffany says, you can't testify without a testimony from with the overcomer. Testimonies are our bridge to the lost. It's how we relate to our personal uh, testings and how truth delivered us. Testimony is God's hope to another in the darkness. That is true. That is, that is very true. That's and, you know, when, 
when we get delivered to those things, uh, when we get freed from those things, we then have the authority to speak into other people's lives and help deliver them from those things. And that's one of the things that makes Jesus so wonderful. While he was at the same time fully God, he was also fully man. Now, I can't explain that. That is a divine mystery. Okay. Uh, I went to seminary and we still couldn't even explain that in seminary. It's called the hypostatic union. Okay. Just, we'll just leave it at that. And because Jesus was fully God and fully flesh at the same time, and it talks about this in the book of Hebrews and, and a couple of other Paul's epistles, how he was tempted in all areas and he went through the sufferings. He is such a great high priest. The reason what makes him an effective high priest for us is that he suffered everything that we suffer. Yeah. He, he took on the sins, you know, he took yes. on everything and, you know, a price was paid when he was nailed to the cross. You know, he, he, he died to save us from all those things, you know? Yes. And just imagine fasting 40 days and 40 nights <laughs> and being tempted by Satan in the desert. Okay. And that fast in the desert, I, I believe I could be wrong on this. And if somebody knows exactly, I also believe that included a water fast as well. I think it was total both food and water because you can go. Was it Aaron water as well? From what I've read. Yeah, it was. Okay. He fasted just straight on. <laughs> yeah. I know after 24 hours, I am tempted with being hangry. Okay. And even restaurants that I'm not even interested in, um, you know, yeah, and Tef Tiffany's correcting what she said. Test, not taste. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> talking about fasting and food and and, and everything like that. <laughs> but yeah. uh, just imagine that being tempted to that degree, and how you feel just after a day or missing a meal. What it gets like when you miss a meal. Yeah. And, and you would just want to quit and, and give it in. And Jesus went through that. He went through that for us. And, you know, how easy would it have been when Satan showed him all the kingdoms of the world saying, hey, these can be yours. And he knew they were his anyway. It's like, OK, let's get this over with. I'll just take it now. That's a temptation. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you are in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And I was just up there three weeks ago at ground zero where you're going to be playing this weekend yeah. to see visions of Atlantis. And wow, what a show that was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I told it, Aaron and I were messaging earlier today. I just found out today for those of you that are visions of Atlantis fans, they are coming back to the United States in September and they're going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina. I think it's September 12th or 13th. I'll have to go back and take a look. Uh, but they're going to be opening for Delane. And I think, Aaron, I think you and I need to go to that show. No, definitely. Uh, um, I really want to see that. I can't remember why we didn't go. I know we were out of town, but I, I hate that I missed that. I was planning that for two months. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was like, how did they get to Spartanburg? I was, I was wondering if their pirate ship kind of took a wrong turn somewhere and got shipwrecked in Spartanburg, but <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was a great show, but you're in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And as most of our viewers and listeners know, you know, the, the haven for Christian rock and Christian metal is really kind of out in the Midwest. When you get down here in these parts in the Bible Belt, it's a little bit tougher and it's a little bit sparser. Uh, what are some challenges that you've had as a Christian metal rock band in the Bible Belt? And why do you think it's so difficult here? Well... I'll get the worst one out of the way. Um, I remember there was one time I can't, cause I like to wear black shirts. Sometimes I wear black jeans, sometimes I wear blue jeans. Um, I, I like black, um, black and red all the way. Um, and uh, this uh, church lady, um, sweet lady in person, um, you know, and then uh, she come up to me during service and she said, you know, I got to, word for you from God. And I was like, oh, okay. She said, um, she said, if you don't stop listening to that music and leave the band that you're in, this was a past band that I was in. 
um, that was, you know, metal rock too. Um, she said, then you are not following God and you will go to hell for it. And I was like, wow, that was very strong. Um, <laughs> that was very strong. A sweet, nice lady. Um, it, it's a challenge. It's, um, I guess, diving right into it. Um, I've been told so many things, you know, that, you know, if it doesn't, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, if it doesn't have a twain, if it doesn't, you know, look or sound clean, um, it's not a God. You know, it, it, it is not of God. And I have also heard that, you know, I have a friend, his name is Predestined. He's a rap art, Christian rap artist, um, and I've known him for years. And even he has trouble getting booked for being wow. a rap artist, you know, it clean, you know, uh, it, it, rap is very popular, you know, and especially, you know, in the Christian music world and where we are at, churches do not want to book it. No, they don't. It's, and, I, I believe the driving force behind that is the spirit of religion, a religious spirit, much like the, the Pharisees had. Um, it's been interesting doing this project, Raven's Heart here. It's a very different one, very unique one. Um, where we talk a lot about Christian metal, Christian rock. We talk about all sorts of things. And we've been very blessed to have some world-famous theologians come on this show with us um, and talk to us. And it's kind of interesting to see the comments. There was one that was made the other day of, I don't get this. Why? What, what's going on here? This host guy is like into metal, and that's not of God. And we've got this theologian over here that's it, it totally blew his mind. It's like, well... <laughs> read your Bible a little more. <laughs> make, make a joyful noise, man. That's the scripture exactly. I always go with, whether people agree with it or not, make a joyful noise. If, even if it's banging on trash cans or um, just singing with your voice, whether it's screaming, whether yeah. it's clean vocals, opera, whatever is your cup of tea, you know, if it's for God, it's for him, you yeah. know. And he created it all. Yeah. He created it all. And Tiffany says we can so relate. Uh, yes, the last trumpet uh, with uh, some things and trying to get some bookings lately. It's, it's, it's interesting. But, hey, you know, if it ain't for church folk, that's fine. Really, I believe what you're doing, brother, is more for those that are lost and that need to be reached with the gospel and that would not set foot into a church. And Really, that leads into my next question is, you know, what what do you see as the overall mission that God has given you, your assignment as a band? Mainly, man, go to the highways and byways, go to places the church does not want to go to. Um, and that is going to require a lot of fasting and praying. You know, you can't just go willy nilly into it. Um, that is the mission. You know, the mission yeah. is to lead people to Christ. We want to have a great time in the process, you know, meet people, play some music, but spreading the gospel is the assignment, you know, um, church people have it, you know, and like I said, I hope that don't offend anybody. I people get offended by so much now, um, but church people already have it, you know, and not everybody in church does, but the people who do have it, it's almost like they don't want to spread it to, like I said, the people on the highways and the byways, you know, they don't want to go to a bar because if so-and-so sees me there, then I'm going to be talked about. My reputation is going to be ruined. And to be like Jesus, you know, our, we don't need to be really worried about our reputation. You know, when we're serving him, it's not about us. It's about him. It's about reaching the lost. It's about, you know, the mission of what he wants us to do. Yeah. I like what you just said just a few moments ago, and I want to highlight that, that men, manly men go to places that the church won't. Yeah. It takes courage to do that. You yeah. Know? It takes courage to go to that place that somebody wouldn't go. Let's use the bar for an example. It takes courage to go there and not be concerned if the deacon from the church sees you there while he's drinking his Pabst Blue Ribbon. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I saw you at the bar. Yeah. You know, and that, that is so true. I've heard so many people say that 
We, me and my wife ate at um, a restaurant one time, and I remember somebody said, that's a bar. I was like, there's a bar in there, but we were, you know, and there's times where, you know, if I'm really hungry, you know, I, I will sit at the bar sometimes, but yeah. that gives me a chance and an opportunity to spread, you know, the message. You know, I'll just go, hey, you know, let me tell you about Jesus, you know, and I'll, you yeah. know, you, you work your way into it. But, um, yeah, we, we, people talk, man. <laughs> they do. They do. And I think a lot of that comes down to they're not satisfied with themselves or there's something unsettled in them. So they have to find the fault in the other person to make themselves feel better. Instead of, instead of dealing with the plank that is in their eye. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Tiffany says, God will meet people where they are at, but he has to plant ministers in those areas to reach folks that refuse to go to church. He made us the church and he gave us his tools to uniquely do kingdom work. I heard a very um, spirit filled uh, minister uh, a couple weeks ago, warning people not to judge other people's ministries too quickly yeah. because there are people that go to those places. And just because they go to those places or God's told them to stay in those places to share the gospel, don't judge them so quickly. That may not be what you've been called to, but you don't know all the work that they're doing and what's going on behind the scenes and what God's doing for them. And I think that's something that we all need to take heed to is not to judge these ministries that don't look like church, okay, that don't look like it so quickly and condemn it so fast. Yeah. And and everybody's ministry is different. You know, you have your evangelists, you know, who go to church to church, and then you have street preachers. You know, you have yes. people who are doing what we're doing, um, musicians, you know, who um skillet is a great example. They're one of the, you know, them red, um flyleaf, you know, a, a lot of those Oh guys, yes, yes. Yeah, and we're actually getting the opportunity to finally see them in Virginia at Blue Ridge Rock Fest, and I'm so oh, excited. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm so excited. But, you know, they're not playing in churches half the time. You know, I I remember seeing where Skillet played at a church close by, and then you look at their tour dates, they're not in churches, you know, and a lot of people will look down on that, you know, not just talking about them, but in, in general, you know, people will look down on that because – you're not in a church, but we weren't called to stay in our comfort zones all the time. Yes. You know, we were called to go. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's real interesting because all of the people that had something to say against um, John Cooper and Corey Cooper and Skillet, you take a look at what he's doing now with um, Cooper stuff, his podcast uh, that he does. That is so bold. And, it's just so bold that, um, and Tiffany says, yes. Um, it's so bold that he could lose everything he built with skillet yeah. by being that bold with what he's doing. And what's funny is he hasn't, you know, and that's how, you know, God is in it. You know, that's you can, a good you can point. tell by the fruit, you know, you can tell by fruit that he has toured with so many bands. He's gotten so much backlash. And how many people have gotten canceled? Christians, um, non-Christians who have just gotten canceled. But he still, or not just him, but the band in general and him are still top of the list. You know, yes. there's still, people still want them. So the message is there, you know, yep. and it's there. Yeah, it is. And that... That's a really good point. The fruit is still there. The fruit remains. It hasn't withered away. It hasn't gone away. As a matter of fact, I would say that the fruit has gotten stronger uh, yeah. for them musically as well. I mean, you, you watch the progression. I, they are at the height of their career right now. And I really believe God's blessing them because of John's boldness, the book that he wrote in the podcast. If you haven't listened to Cooper stuff or watch Cooper stuff, you need to watch and listen to Cooper stuff. <laughs> it's good. Awesome. Stuff. Yeah. Awesome book. Um, you know, what a wonderful man of God and his wife, a woman of God. And there you have a husband and wife. What a testimony yeah. right there, you know, in a hard rock metal band. The dream. What a testimony. Kind of reminds me of the last trumpet a little bit uh, with uh, Tiffany and Chris. I got to give them, we love, 
we love TLT. As a matter of fact, uh, they are behind the scenes with a lot of what you see on the screen tonight. So oh. thank you very much to Tiffany and Chris for their labors of love for Raven's Heart and, and what we've got going on here. Hey, you've got another song that I want to play and I want to dive into this. And God showed me something interesting about this song today and what we're talking about. We'll talk about that after the song, but it's entitled Repentance. And I think a lot of people are very confused about what repentance is. Can you share with us what, what is repentance and why do you believe this song is so relevant for today? Repentance is laying down, you know, your flesh and giving it to God, um, turning from your past life. Um, that, that's and, and meaning like actually doing it um, with a true heart, you know, um, not, you know, well, Lord, I, I won't do this again. And, and you don't mean it, you know, a true heart that says, Hey, I repent, you know, I, I may have backslid. I may have fallen short. I may have done this and that, but you know, here I am, you know, that is repentance. And the main thing for this song is we've all have sinned. We all have fallen short of glory of God. And it is important for us to turn from our wicked ways, you know, and, and I, th I think that's a strong way, you know, wicked ways. Cause a lot of times we go, Oh, so you're saying that I'm wicked and, all, and, 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 and we're, we're, we've all sinned, you know, but you know, it's, it, I, I'm trying to word it the best way we are, we, we are wicked, you know, yeah. we are, you know, basically just hurt, you know, mm -hmm. but there is somebody out there that wants to cleanse you from that, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that wickedness is just our default nature. That's just yeah. the way that we're born. It's because of our great, 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 great. And I can go on grandfather, Adam, because he decided to rebel against God in the garden of Eden. Yeah. And there's so much power behind that account. It's been trivialized a lot, I believe, in Sunday school with the apple and the cute little snake and all the, you know, <laughs> flannel graph garbage that's out there. There, There's so much. Man, Adam, decided to rebel against God. And as a result, there were consequences. Sin and death entered into the world when he was when they were tempted by the serpent um, that was in the Garden of Eden. And because of that, that is our nature. And repentance, when we truly repent and believe upon Jesus, our nature changes. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, we still have the sin issue, but our nature changes. We have, have a heart that was of stone that becomes of flesh and our desire is to please God. And, you know, the conviction of sin becomes even deeper and quicker when we're saved. It's like, oh, those things that I used to do, I, I don't want to do that anymore because it does not please my Savior. That is you know, what repentance leads to. So let's get to the song. This is Repentance by Saving Darkness. Oh, 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 
I thoroughly enjoyed that. I was just sitting, usually I don't sit back and just kind of kick back and enjoy the music because I've got other things going on, but I just kicked back and totally enjoyed that. Um, okay, I have to give this, and Amy was in here this week as we were putting this together. You get the Amy seal of approval, our studio dog. Uh, <laughs> might not get a Dove Award this year, but you get Amy's paw of approval. So um, she is totally down with saving darkness and and repentance. And you know, something happened this morning. No, it's not a joke. Uh, something happened this morning um, as I was you know, finishing up, wrapping up, getting ready for tonight's live stream. Uh, I go through a lot of the songs that the bands do to try to see which one the Lord leads me to. And a lot of times, well, most of the time when I'm listening, it's, there's, there's a correlation between things. And this morning I saw the correlation. I was like, Oh, okay. It's probably because I've been a little bit tired this week, but you know, earlier at the first part of this edition, we were talking about that line in the sand. Okay. And whose side are you on? Are you on the side of Jesus? And Jesus said very clearly in, in the book of Matthew, you know, either you're for me or you're against me. Yeah. That's it. You know, either you're for me or you're against me. You're hot or, or cold. Yep. It. Hot or cold. There is no, there is no in between and it's repentance that takes you to the other side of that line that he drew in the sand rather than being on the side of self and Satan in the world, when you repent, you're turning to that other side of the line that he drew in the sand. So that's how you get on the side of Jesus is you repent. And as Aaron was talking earlier, it's a total change. Really, you know, when you take a look at the, the heavy Greek definition of repentance, it means a total change of mind to change your path and the way that you're doing things. And really the big thing with the gospel is the change of mind that you can't save yourself, that you are fallen, that you are sinful, and that Jesus is the only way of escape, not just from sin and, and death on this earth, but it is the escape from hell. And I think a lot of preachers fail to mention that today is that, Okay, you know, things are going to be different in your life when you repent, but that's th those are the side benefits. The main benefit is that your your sinful butt has been redeemed and saved from hell. You yeah. know, that that is it right there. That is repentance. That is the gospel. That, that is the gospel. That's the gospel. Yeah. Yep. And that's one of the things that I like about this song, because let's do a little bit of music appreciation time here. Um, there's some gospel, old gospel elements in this song with a new twist. And that gospel element is the call and response where you have somebody that says something and then there's a response given or an addition given to it. And if you go back and you listen to the old, old gospel songs, they were built upon the call and response. So really this song in and of itself is a return to the roots of the gospel. In my humble opinion, that is. Um, the call and response is done very interesting, though. You use the distorted vocals and you use the clean vocals. What is the picture that you're painting with the distorted and the clean going back and forth? I I, I wanted it to be different. Um, I tried it clean uh, all the way through, and it just something just didn't sit right. You know, um, I tried it fully screaming. It still didn't sit right, and it was like, well, why not do both? And I tried it. It stuck. It felt right. It felt right in my spirit. And that that's what I went with. Um, that, that was it. <laughs> it works. I it mean, it, 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 it totally. Yep. It totally works. Yes. Yes. And I, I've shared this with a lot of other artists on this uh, show. When you take a look and you deep dive into scripture, when you listen, when you read what John the Baptist's voice really sounded like in the wilderness, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, mm -hmm. it was described as the croak of a raven. Yeah. It was very different. <clears throat> Excuse me. And my allergies are making my voice sound different tonight. It's snowing in South Carolina, but it ain't the white stuff. It's the yellow stuff all over the place. But, um, it's, you know, John's voice needed to be different yeah, 
from the religious community because everybody else is being lulled to sleep and passivity and just death through the, the whatever religious voice it was. And there needed to be a new sound that cut through the air to get people's ears to hear. And uh, Christopher says, saving darkness in the last trumpet need to hook back and slay some demons. <laughs> I, I'm for it. I, um, what was funny about that is uh, just a quick thing. Um, I think saving darkness opened for the last trumpet. I, I can't remember. I know it was like last year or no, it was year before. Um, and I just got to know the band. Um, I wasn't in the band yet or anything like that. And uh, I was actually going to go to that show. So I haven't actually gotten to meet the last trumpet, um, but I have been really wanting to. They they seem like awesome people and their music's awesome too. They're legit. Yeah. Totally legit. Um, Christopher says, hook back up. Not, I mean, and I'm not just legit musically, but I'm talking legit heart-wise. Yeah. Um, it's all, it's the total package right there together. And um, as I mentioned earlier, for those of you that have been watching this uh, Raven's Heart for quite some time, all the cool promos and stuff that you see put out, um, the little reels like the one that you shared today, Aaron, uh, Tiffany from The Last Trumpet puts those together for us. And things like reminding me to put the QR code and things like that on the thing. Hey, that's right. Check out uh, that QR code there. If you got a camera and you're watching this on your friend's uh, phone, boyfriend, girlfriend, phone, husband, wife, uh, go ahead, scan that. That'll take you to the tickets for Get Revelation Rock Fest in Charleston, South Carolina, where you will be able to see the last trumpet. Yeah. Um, they're going to be right on stage before Ignescent um, at Rock Fest. So it's going to be an awesome, awesome time. You know, you're really working hard musically right now. You know, you're in the moment and you're doing what God's called you to do. Has he given you any glimpses of what the future might be for Saving Darkness? Any ideas of where he wants to take you in the future? Uh, he has. Um, you know, I, I have a clear vision of where I do believe God is wanting us to go. Um I, I see us going to the streets. Um, I see us going to more clubs, more even more churches um, over the past over the state line. Um, I mean, I would like to go to other countries, um, but I think I'm gonna have to do more fasting before I get to that point. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just just man, uh, it's simple, but uh, it'd be hard work, but it's simple. Uh, I think the future for the band is just hitting the streets, man, hitting the uh, hitting anywhere that we can that God wants us to go to um, and just spread the good news. Um, I believe God has great things planned in the future for us. I really do. Well, I agree with you in that because what you're doing, it's wonderful. You know, when I listen to your tracks, I mean, the guitar riffs, dude, those are insane. I mean, it's just like, wow. Um, the vocals captivate me, um, both the clean as well as the, as the distorted vocals, they captivate me. But really what I'm sensing through there that comes through more than anything else is the heart of what you're doing. You're not just trying to be a Christian rock band to be a rock band that's Christian. You're not just out there trying to fake it to make it. You have a mission and you have a purpose and you're staying true to that mission and that purpose. And that is to be commended. In, yeah. in what you're doing and uh you know how have how have people at the places that you go to um the bars the clubs where you've played at how have they received saving darkness well we've touched a lot of this earlier um i would say that it's been very well received um that's pretty much where we're at you know we go to venues um We've been to uh, the bands in the past has been to churches, obviously, obviously um, biker rally, Christian biker rallies, um, all that. Um, but a lot of times we feel like we're more welcome at venues rather than at churches. Like so what we talked about earlier, um, most of the time when you go to a club music venue, um, you're paying to hear that music. Um, and they're coming for whether you're singing about Jesus or just life in general, and they want to have a good time. And, you know, when we show up, we, you know, spread the love. We, um, 
we don't walk in and go, you know, let's see how many people we can save tonight. You know, um, it, it's what God has. You know, we pray before we go on. Um, it's his stage. It's not ours. You know, so we may go up there and feel the need to pray for somebody after the show or somebody may come to us. Um, and that that's happened before. You know, we beautiful. Um, we have done that in um, clubs before. Yeah, that is that is beautiful. That is absolutely beautiful. And this weekend, you're going to be at Ground Zero in Spartanburg. Tell us a little bit about that show that you got coming up. Yeah, we're um, going to be opening for Sh- Shallow Side. Um, I have Visalign. I had to take them out, so I'm used to having a lisp now. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're opening for Shallow Side. Uh, the supporting bands are going to be State of Illusion, uh, Fear Illusion, uh, and the enemy within. So we're looking forward to it. The doors are at six. The show starts at seven p.m. They are um, they're great people. They've got some great music, um, and we're glad to be there with them. We're going to open the show up, um, bring tons of energy um, awesome. for the bands that's going to be going on after us. We're going to set the stage. I love Ground Zero. It's a great, yeah. great venue. And that's off of Howard Street in Spartanburg, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah. Man, I, I, I'm, I know my venues now. You know, I'm, I'm getting it down. And now, as you're talking about, you know, the way that people receive you at these venues, dude, I got to be honest. And, and I've talked about this before with some friends. There have been sometimes I've felt more comfortable at a rock or a metal show than I have in some churches. Most definitely. You know, <laughs> a lot of times. <laughs> The, the people are just genuine. You can just talk to them. There's no, and I think it's something about the metal and the rock community. I think a lot of us who are part of that community have been through some pretty traumatic things in our lives and we're looking for that way to connect. And when you talk about connection, um, there hasn't been a show that I've gone to where I have not made new friends. Yeah. Uh, we make me and the wife make, friends all the time when we go to shows and in like you were saying it is a close-knit thing i think we've all went through a lot we've been through a lot and even you know one of the mottos you know when you get in a pit uh, a mosh pit is you know if somebody falls you pick them up yes you know and that's i feel like that's just the message there man is we're there for each other yep it's it's so true it's so true Aaron, we are at the top of the hour. We're going to have to close out tonight. If you could just hold on while I go over a few quick things uh, as we launch into the weekend. Aaron, thank you so much. Just hold on right there. And I'm going to go back to the solo layout. Yes, man. What? Share this, please. Those of you that have been watching tonight and listening, share this live stream. It's about the gospel. It's about Jesus. It's about the time that we're living in. And what a heart for the Lord and for the gospel. Aaron Kirby from Saving Darkness, Spartanburg, South Carolina. Fellow South Carolinian, it's so good to see good Christian music coming from the Carolinas. And hey, yes, don't forget to get your tickets for Get Revelation Rock Fest 2023, South Carolina, right here in Charleston at the Hanahan Amphitheater. Uh, If you go back and you watch uh, before I went to the solo screen, you can go ahead and see the QR code. Scan that if you can. That'll take you to the Eventbrite page. If you can't, go to LithosCry. That's L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y.com. And you know what? If you want to drop us a line, if you want to talk to us, um, if there's something you're struggling through or working through or need prayer in, reach out to us at LithosCry. That's L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y at gmail.com. And until next week, folks, peace out and rock on. Hey, I'm Jennifer Benson with the band Ignescent, and we're excited to be at the Hanahan Amphitheater on May 13th, 2023 for Get Revelation Rock Fest. See you there.
lithoscry.com